Civil War historian from the University of Warwick, Professor Bernard Capp, talks about how and why Christmas was once banned in England. Is it true that we once had a ban on Christmas in England, and when did it happen? Yes, Parliament's uh, banned Christmas in 1647, which was just after the end of the Civil War. This was the Long Parliament, um, dominated by Puritans, and they had a, a deep dislike of what they saw as superstitious customs, and they banned Christmas and Easter and Whitson and every other religious holiday in the calendar. How did people celebrate Christmas at that time? It was a combination of a religious festival and, uh, and a public holiday. So there was a religious element with church services and some people took communion and there were indeed some uh, Christmas carols as far back as that. But it was also a time when people um, looked for pleasure. There was lots of feasting and, and drinking and general merrymaking. And some of the things we still associate with Christmas food, like uh, turkey or goose, was already on the regular menu. Um, so were mince pies, which go back to the 17th century. And people would have uh, decorations in the shape of uh, ivy and holly, uh, perhaps rosemary bay, other um, evergreens like that. Decorating churches, but also decorating public places in the streets. Um, not Christmas trees at this point. Christmas trees don't come until the, the 19th century with, with Prince Albert. But lots of, lots of eating, lots of drinking, lots of general merrymaking, um, uh, music, dancing, games and things of that sort. Not really Christmas presents in the 17th century. Um, I'm not sure when they come in, but it's, you, you get people giving presents as New Year's gifts. So it was a New Year custom rather than a Christmas Day custom. Maybe the logic was that um, the, the, the wise men, the Magi, came with their gifts a few days after the birth of Christ, and perhaps that sort of explains the, little, the, the gap of a few days between the, the big day and the present-giving day. At that time, was it very much a religious festival? It was very much a hybrid thing. It was a combination of the religious element, which was important. Uh, it was seen as one of the, the, the great days of, of the church year, and it was one of the days when church attendance was uh, at its peak. But it goes back, um, well, centuries, uh, as having also a, a secular, social, general merrymaking dimension. And that was one of the Puritan religious objections to it, their, their strong sense of disapproval over this. Um, the Puritans really had two basic arguments why they thought Christmas should be abolished. One was that there's no actual biblical evidence that Christ was born on the 25th of December, so they say this was just a day chosen at random. And why was it chosen then? They said because the, the church was simply uh, putting Christmas on top of what had been a pagan midwinter festival, a Roman one of Saturnalia, but various other midwinter festivals. So they say this is an improper custom because, in fact, it's just full of pagan... Uh, elements that have survived and should not be allowed in a, in a Christian community. So that was one objection. And the other one was simply that many people simply treated it as uh, an excuse, a justification for having a holiday, a good time, feasting and drinking and general merrymaking, an excuse for what the, some Puritans called uh, rude and licentious people to, <laughs> to be <laughs> revelling in a disorderly way. So it was the, the, those two factors together. And was there any one person who was behind the ban, who was the figurehead for people? There wasn't any one single person. It was something Puritans in particular had felt uncomfortable about for several generations, really. And Christmas had already been 
downgraded to some extent during the course of the civil war simply because it was wartime and you know people can't really celebrate in, in normal ways it, it was the long parliament at this time was dominated by puritans so it was really i think a, a consensus among them that that's where they wanted to go so it was just at this time they had an opportunity to do something about it Yes, it's, it's the first time Puritans were actually in political power. So they now make the laws, they now choose the policies. So how did they enforce the ban? Enforcement was the difficult bit, um, and it was only half successful at the very most. The easy bit was closing churches. They could send soldiers and other officials and make sure that all churches were actually locked on Christmas Day. So there were no Christmas Day services in, in most of the country. Um, through most of the 1650s. The more difficult bit was persuading the general public to treat it as simply another working day. I mean, the orders were that people should go to work, shops should be open and all the rest. Um, but the majority of people chose to carry on observing Christmas. If they couldn't go to church, they would simply do what they could do at home, the, the socialising, the merrymaking bit. And when some shops did open, they, well, they aroused hostility, resentment, sometimes even violence from people who disapproved of this. How would they be able to celebrate Christmas in secret? Because surely the people would realise they're not at work, they're not, doing, they're not going about their daily business. Well, people did realise that, but the great mass of the population strongly disliked this new policy. So it's, the Puritans are in political power, but they are a small minority and they're trying to impose a very unpopular policy on, on the public at large. And in London, that one, one particular Christmas, the Lord Mayor repeated the ban and then said um, there would be fines imposed on people who observe Christmas, but that was simply impossible to enforce. You know, you can't fine the entire population, <laughs> the great majority <laughs> of the population. So what you can do is to prevent the, the public dimension you know, by keeping churches closed, for example. And, and parliaments sat on Christmas Day and you know, some official bodies, the the Council of State, the equivalent of the modern cabinet, sometimes sat on Christmas Day. But ordinary trading people, working people, just carried on regarding it as, as a day off and, and simply chose not to work and to uh, have a Christmas dinner at home with friends or socialise and party in the usual way. So the authorities didn't like that, but basically they were spitting in the wind. I think there was no way they could impose their will on the majority. So what other ways do people react to the ban? People tried to simply ignore it as far as possible. Some churches tried to hold Christmas-type services as near as possible to Christmas Day that they could manage. In other words, the, the Sunday that was nearest to Christmas Day, they would kind of turn into a, a Christmas service. Um, but there were some, some protests, um, scuffles in London, troops were called in, one man was actually killed in the, the scuffling that resulted. There were disturbances at uh, Ipswich in East Anglia and major disturbances in Canterbury in Kent in 1647. That was the first year after, first Christmas after the ban came in. Uh, a number of shops did stay open. Either the shopkeepers were Puritan or simply law-abiding. And the, the population or mobs on the streets were so outraged by this that they uh, attacked the shops, they looted the shops, they beat up the shopkeepers, um, and then they beat up the mayor who sent forces to try to suppress them. So th this turned into, in fact, a, a major riot for several days with the authorities out of control. That was the biggest crisis of all, or biggest protest of all, sparked by this. And what do you think was the main feeling behind it? Was it because they'd had 
this opportunity to celebrate taken away from them? Or was it because who would impose the ban? I mean, what made them feel so strongly about it? It was part of traditional English culture and had been for generations. You know, this is part of the festive season. It's also uh, the holy season. So on, on both those grounds, you know, some people perhaps felt strongly about one aspect or the other. Some people would feel strongly about both. But it was, I think, a, a real sense of resentment at a government, a fairly unpopular government, trying to do away with something that people thought was part of the English tradition, part of the English way of life. And one pamphlet has a, a woman character in a sort of a labouring woman in London saying, I don't care what government it is, um, they can say what they like, you know, this is my tradition, I'm going to carry on doing it. So when was the ban eventually lifted? How long did it last? The ban's in force all the way through the period of parliamentary rule. So it goes from the late 1640s, then all the way through the period when England became a republic and the rule of Oliver Cromwell. And it's only lifted at the Restoration when the king, the monarchy, comes back in 1660. And all, all the new laws that have been brought in by the Puritan parliaments or the regimes over the, the previous almost 20 years were all simply declared to be invalid. And so Christmas is once again legal. And did people quickly begin to celebrate again? Or? Yeah, I mean, people have been celebrating it as much as they could anyway, in, in, in the lower key sort of way. Uh, now they can do it openly, and now, of course, the, the churches can be open and the, the, <laughs> there can be a religious dimension as well as the, the social <laughs> one. So what do you think the consequences of the ban were? The consequences of the ban were partly simply to make the, the regime even more unpopular, but specifically there were these localised protests, and the one that was the most important, um, the one in, in Canterbury, festered and, and grew. Um, there was the, the rioting, the looting, and when the authorities got back in control and, and tried to prosecute and punish the rioters, it, it festered and developed into more serious outbreaks, which eventually led to an outbreak of open rebellion in Kent in the, the spring of 1648, and that escalated into a second civil war, which actually engulfed the whole country in a second round of civil war in the course of 1648. Do you think the, the Puritan ban when it was lifted, did it make Christmas more religious? Did people embrace the true spirit of it? Or do you think they just thought it was great to be able to socialise again? They, they're, they're very pleased when the ban is lifted and all these festivities um, are celebrated with more kind of spirit and, and, uh, and verve than they have been for years when freedom is restored. So the, the socialising, secular merrymaking side of Christmas certainly grows and, and develops. The religious element comes back in. Once again, it is possible to treat Christmas as a religious festival uh, with churches and, and church services. And this is the real paradox of the whole story, that the Puritans, who are the zealously religious, dedicated religious people, introduce a policy which has the effect of, of making Christmas a secular <laughs> occasion, which was the exact opposite of what they would have liked. <laughs> <laughs>